Welcome to Handcrafting Your Retirement with Brett Ramsey from Artisan Wealth Strategies. In this podcast, we help retirees as well as those who are considering retirement overcome generic wealth management advice that limits your future. We do this by handcrafting customized financial strategies centered on your unique lifestyle. Jump on board for this journey where we delve into strategies that can help make your money outlast you as Brett draws from years of experience with guest experts to eliminate cookie cutter saving strategies. Welcome to Handcrafting Your Retirement with your host, Brett Ramsey, where we talk about what you want in retirement and how to make it happen. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hey there, Brett. How are you? I am well today, Wendy. And yourself? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing well as well. There you go. Well, 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 right. well. So what do you got in store for us today? I'm excited. Well, I'm excited also, but I had an experience recently that I thought was very relevant to today's topic. And um, I I recently was on a trip and I had to rent a car. We fly into an airport and uh, it was the first time I had been uh, promoted into what I call the circle of pick your own car. So you go out and they tell you which row and you pick a car in the row, right? I was really? very excited about this. Yes, this was new. This is very exciting. I was ready to go on an adventure. And uh, when I walked out, um, I looked up and down my row there and there were four cars and three of them were Teslas, electric mm -hmm. vehicles. I'd never, I'd, I've been in one, I've, I've driven one, but I'd never really had one for an extended period of time. And quite frankly, the fourth car in the row was nothing exciting. So I was like, all right, going to go with a Tesla. Okay. Now, I think this is very relevant because I had no idea how to drive this Tesla. I didn't know <laughs> anything about the Tesla. I had never really, you know, you know, I kind of knew, but I didn't really know. And all of a sudden I'm in the thing and it's on and I'm leaving the parking deck in this car and I couldn't figure out how to unlock the doors. I couldn't figure out how to turn on the windshield wipers. And there was nothing really about driving this car other than pushing the accelerator and putting it in drive that I could do. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting because there was no real manual. I was just kind of, and you think how many times have I driven a car? I literally pretty much drive a car every single day right. here. Here I am in this car and I can't drive it, but we had a time crunch to get to where we were going. So we get there, we had to buy some groceries and stuff because we're actually feeding my son's lacrosse team at, and, and it was a ways away from the airport. And so we just get there, we drive there, we stop, we get the drinks, we get there. And after the game is over and we're feeding the kids, I realized like, um, I don't know how to charge this thing. Right. <laughs> I had no idea how to do it. I don't even know where the charger is. I don't know where That's to stop. That's the first thing I would have asked. I, well, I didn't have time to ask it literally because of the time crunch. I didn't sit there and get to, you know, pick the brain of the Hertz people about how to make this thing go. And so all of a sudden I realized like, holy cow, I don't know how much fuel, how much battery do I even have left? And can I get back to my hotel? Can I get to where I'm going? Because it was like about 120 miles drive. And the answer was no, I don't. I don't have enough to get there. And so I'm asking questions of all the people that are still in the parking lot. And there's only a couple. I'm like, uh, you, got a, you got a Tesla? How do you charge it? And they're like, uh, no, don't have one. Don't know. And like, and so we get on the road. And luckily, there's a button that tells you where the charging stations are. Oh, that's a convenient. A huge thing. But when we get to the charging station, I don't even know how to open the thing. And so my wife and all of her infinite wisdom jumps out of the car and runs over to the man who is sitting in his Tesla, two stalls down at the charging place and goes, um, knocks on the window, goes, hey, um, 
I uh, can you help us? We don't know how to charge it. The man didn't speak very good English, but he came over and he's like, let me get in your car. And I was a little nervous, but I was like, ah, there's nothing in there for you to steal. So go ahead. And he gets in, he shows us how to do it. It was very, very helpful. It was great. And, and we start charging and we're off. And the reason why I tell that story is because I actually think our topic today is about how do I get my retirement income, right? And we have a tool that I'm going to tell you is kind of like the trip computer in a Tesla. Okay. Okay. And this, this analogy will make a little bit more sense as we go, but, but what I start, you know, what most people don't think of is, is like a battery charge, right? You start with a full battery and as you drive, it drains and it goes down. Well, I'm going to tell you retirement income planning is a lot like having a series of batteries that you drain and then you move to the next battery and you drain it. So if I pictured five full Tesla batteries, right? That's 250 miles of charge. Retirement income is the same way. I have some money that's sitting there ready for me to use and I use it, right? Each month I take a distribution. So I'm draining that value of that battery, right? Right. Well, then I got to jump to the next battery. When that battery is empty, I got to go to the next one. And the tool well, can that I we recharge use, it? <laughs> well, exactly. And so we talk about is how do I recharge it? How do I replenish? Right. right? that battery. And that is exactly what our topic is about today is because I think this is one of the most financially, mathematically challenging ideas that our clients face, right? Which is if you just think about the idea is that while I'm working, basically what I'm doing is I'm charging the batteries, I'm putting deposits into my account and I'm building the values, right? They're growing. I'm not taking money out of the accounts. I'm putting money into it. Right. But when I start to retire, I start to actually drive. I actually start to take some stuff out of my storage. I take some of the battery juice out, right? And that is scary to people, right? Is they're like, holy cow, how do I manage this bread? I mean, I spent, you know, 30, 40 years putting it in and now I've got to take it out. And, and just that, that switch of mindset and um, the change of how we think about it. And I liken it to, for me, it's the first time that I ever drove a electric car for any distance. I was thinking to myself, I'm so used to going to the gas station and refilling. Well, that's the paycheck, right? That's when I'm working that, that gas station mindset is the paycheck. And there's always one, right? I don't have, you know, for the most part, unless I'm driving way out in, in the, the boondocks somewhere, I mean, all I gotta do is go down a couple of miles and there's another gas station, right? Yeah. They're everywhere. Right. And so that every, every couple of weeks, I got another paycheck coming in and it puts more money into my bank account and fills it back up again. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, how do we do that in retirement? And I just think that this is uh, an idea that it's really hard for people to kind of understand that transition, that thinking. And then also, how do I start to plan that out for very far in advance? Because once again, if I'm healthy and we've talked about on past episodes, you know, most people are going to retire somewhere, so to speak, in their early to mid sixties. And most people's life expectancy is early to mid 80s. So we're talking about maybe 20 to as many as 30 years of retirement. It's so hard to think out of refilling my battery 20 years from now, right? Especially as I see I'm draining it right now, I'm taking money out. And so how do I manage all of this? And so this toolkit that we've put together is one of the most important things to help our clients visualize kind of this process of Kind of exactly what you said. I'm going to use some of it. I'm, I'm using some of my battery, but how do I replenish it? How do I recharge it? How does all of this work? And do I know if everything is on track 
so that if I make a decision today, I'm not damaging or destroying my retirement from 20 years from now, because I won't be able to work then. I won't be able to just go back out, go to the gas station, so to speak, and replenish it or go to the work and get a new paycheck and put more money in. So that's why I think today's topic is so important. So that's one of the um, issues is when you are in retirement, there really isn't a way to recharge or replenish. Well, there is, but it's different, right? So that's why one of the things that we talked about last time is we talked about this concept of when we need our money, right? Mm-hmm. And we talked about when is the key first question that I always talk to people about when they're first thinking about retiring is, okay, when, when would you like to do that? right? When do you need to start drawing money out of your storehouse, out of your storage, out of your battery, right? But then also, how do we replenish the battery? So you remember I talked about now money and later money, right? Yeah. And it's very important that the later money can actually recharge itself, okay? Because I can make investments. I can invest in something so that the value isn't static. The value changes, And hopefully over time, that value grows and that value grows at a rate greater than I'm taking it out. And if I can grow my money at a rate greater than I'm taking it out, what happens to my money? It also grows. Mm -hmm. But if I am taking it out and I'm trying to grow it at the same time, that's why it's so important to split my money into different time segments, different portions of time so that all the money isn't trying to do the exact same job at the same time. So that's why we use this tool. It's called the income conductor. And that tool, we've actually had some of the the folks from that organization on in the past to our podcast and talk about some of the, the intricacies of how that tool works. But we're coming back to this topic right now because we're still struggling to help our clients make that transition and that leap. And this tool helps us visualize it. I can actually plan out on a single page every single one of your years of retirement. And I can map out exactly how we're going to make your money last over the course of that retirement year by year. And then we can talk about what has to happen in each one of these little, we call them time buckets, right? We make little segments, usually in five-year chunks. So if I've got a 25-year retirement, I'm going to have five time segments right? Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I fill them up, right? So like right now I'm only working on time segment number one and it's draining, but time segment two is actually growing in value and three and four and five, they're growing, right? While I'm using number one. And then, so as that battery drains, those other batteries have been recharged. They've been filled up. Okay. And so I think it's really important for people just to kind of visualize that. Um, like I said, a series of, uh, I like buckets, Buckets are easy for me to draw on a whiteboard. That's why I use them a lot or boxes. <laughs> um, batteries are more complicated for me, I guess. Right. I can't draw a cylinder. But um, so that's kind of how we design it out. So this is a great plan as long as the money that you're using actually grows. Right. Well, well not the money I'm using. The money that I'm going to have for later needs to grow. The money that I'm using over the next one to five years, um, it doesn't have to grow much. And that's a very important concept, right? Is that this is where people get very nervous because they start taking out that $2,000, $3,000, $4,000 a month. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm running out of money. I'm like, no, you're using the money we plan to use right now. 
And in fact, we use a technique where each and every year, a chunk of your money is going to what we call mature and become available for you to use. So if you just think about a little timeline, one through five, I know for the next five years, exactly if there are no big changes to my client's expenditures, I know exactly what investments they have in their portfolio. I know when they'll mature and I know at what value they'll mature so that my clients know they have the money in their retirement account to come out into their bank account and spend on the things that they, they use and live with every day. So there's no mystery. So what we're kind of constantly always working on is not year one. We're working on year six. That's where we start to fill up the batteries. Right. So the other investments that I make, the later money, they're going to have dividends, interest, income that comes from those investments. I take that money and I invest it for six years from now. Okay. And what's so strange, my clients are like, why are you always asking me about six years from now? I'm like, ah, because if I can be thinking that far ahead and planning out like on my trip with my Tesla, like I had to know where I was going to stop and recharge my batteries. Right. right. And so for my clients, that recharge point is six years from now. Right. And so if I know for the next five years that I know where my money is coming from to live on every month, then am I even remotely worried about what the value of a, of a stock market investment is today? The answer is no, I don't care what it is today because I don't need those things in my portfolio today because the things that are in my portfolio I know exactly what I'm using today. I know exactly where today's money is and tomorrow's money. And quite frankly, the next five years money, I know where it is. Okay. And so by using this tool and being able to break into these time segments or these time chunks, I don't have to oversweat, get nervous, anxious, fearful about today because today's covered, right? Today we know and tomorrow and the next month and quite frankly, the next five years. And so that brings the anxiety level for my clients way down, right? And so uh, I talk to my peers that are in this industry that help other, other clients and I ask them what their number one challenge is. And normally it's like when we have volatile investment markets, their phone lights up like a Christmas tree, right? There's all these inbound phone calls, all these nervous people. And I don't say this out of arrogance or because my clients don't care. My phone almost never rings because of that. Because my clients aren't worried about that because they know by planning it out using this tool, they don't have to overly concern themselves with today's account values. Okay. We because still want them to grow though, right? Over time, we want them to grow. And over time, they traditionally do. And when I say over time, and there's a reason why we use five-year chunks, and I, I try not to make this a math exercise, but it gets into how volatile markets are and how long it takes usually for markets to recover when it has a volatile event. And I won't take you through the all of the history, but what I do like to think of is let's just go back to our most recent, most volatile experience. And this kind of sounds strange to say, but today's most recent volatile experience that people are still kind of anchored to really was 2008. It was 15 years ago now. It seems like it was just yesterday. That's when we had, quote unquote, the banking crisis and our markets dropped dramatically. And the typical retirement account in the United States, the average drop in value was somewhere around 35%. So roughly a third 
of the entire market value of people's retirements account was wiped out literally in a handful of months, so to speak. Now, what most people don't really think about was, okay, how long did it take for it to recover back from that? And the answer is, depending on exactly how you were measuring it, started getting back to the levels before, quote unquote, the correction or the crash or whatever words you want to use, um, somewhere uh, late in 2009. Hmm. Okay. So if I was selling things because I needed to take a monthly distribution, I could have been doing a lot of damage when that vol, vol as those values were dropping. Right. But if I knew the things that were the most volatile, I didn't have to sell. I could wait. And then historically they recover. Now, do they all recover to the exact same value? No, that's why we need to be diversified. Some other words that we talked about a few weeks ago when we were talking about how do we construct your portfolio. But if I knew and all of that weird stuff that was going on, that I still had absolutely, without any doubt, enough money to pay my monthly check every month from my retirement account, I didn't get many calls. Why? They know the plan. And I hate to say it this way, that volatility, although extraordinarily unpleasant and not fun, is necessary. Okay, why? Well, if there's no risk, there's going to be absolutely no return and no reward, right? No, so, no I don't like that. I, okay. I want no risk and huge, huge rewards. Then you're going to be working a very long time or you're <laughs> going to have a rich uncle. Well, there's no rich uncle, so. If there's no rich uncle, then that means that we have to work a whole lot longer, right? Because it's not a mystery, right? If I try to talk about, we have to talk, and this is a, a, a real word, it's called real returns. And real returns are the returns you make minus inflation. Okay. So how do we calculate a real return? Real return is if we think my investment went up 6% this year, but inflation was also 6% this year, how much did I really grow? The answer is zero. I can buy exactly what I could buy last year because inflation meant prices went up by six. The value of my money went up by six. I'm even, right? So what starts to happen to people though is when things get volatile and riskier and money moves around and prices change, people go, ooh, I want to become more conservative. And so they move their money into things that don't bounce around in value as much. And what typically happens is those investments return at or below inflation. So this past year, if we're just assuming that inflation actually was roughly about 6% over the last 12 months, to keep it simple, it might've been a little different than that, but for our discussion today, that'll work. And if I had my money in uh, an investment that only earned three, I actually, am, actually had a real return of minus three. Right. And so what I keep trying to tell people is inflation, especially given what has happened since the pandemic, is going to be a much more significant part of our planning than it was for the last 20 years. And so prices will continue to rise and not to get, this is not a political statement when I say this, when governments borrow money or print money, which we did at an extremely high rate during COVID, we increased the money supply in the United States by 40% in a single year. Normally, money supply grows at about 6%. That is a massive change. The only way for that to balance out over time is an increase in inflation, which means that prices are going to have to go up or we're going to have to start producing a lot more goods 
um, here in the United States than we were before. And globally, production has to go up. That hasn't happened. So when production doesn't go up, the only other thing to balance the equation is prices have to go up. That's inflation. When prices go up, that's inflation. So it's kind of basic economics that we're going to be seeing inflation for a while? Probably. And and how long is going to depend a little bit on how our central bank, the uh, you know, the Federal Reserve handles and continues to handle interest rates. But you and I, we can't control that. That's right. out of our control. The only thing that we can control is how we take the resources we have control over, our assets, and how we invest them. Well, if I know that in the short term, interest rates are going to go up, then I have to earn more to keep up with inflation, to be able to keep buying the same amount of stuff that I was buying before. So that's why our strategy of putting things in time segments or time buckets is so crucial. Because if I tried to plan out too far in advance and lock in all of my investments into that quote unquote, and I hate using this word, guaranteed or lower risk, and I picked a time when interest rates were low, and now we have a lot of inflation and I'm locked into that, what's going to happen to my money? Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't lose it, but it buys less than it did before, right? Okay. And that's what we have to be very careful of. And so uh, there will be a time when we're maybe in a, what I call a historically higher point. And yeah, maybe I would like to buy out longer interest rates, longer period of time, but we're not in that, right? Uh, we were in the, one of the most historically low interest rate environments we've ever been in until the last 18 months. And so is that going to keep going up? I have no idea. No one does. There are a bunch of people forecasting it and projecting it, and that's great, but most of them are going to be wrong because that's how forecasts and projections work. So what we try to tell our clients is let's not be in the guessing game. Let's not try to figure out where everything's going, but let's break our money into some chunks, some now chunks, which once again, we define as the next five years, and then some later chunks. And the further we are away from now, quote unquote, the more time I have with that investment, the higher uh, volatility I can accept because I don't need it now. I need it later and I need it to grow, right? And so by breaking that money up and, and helping our clients, what I call take an emotional inventory of the money. This is probably the most important concept that this tool helps our clients do is they start to become less emotional about the later money because they realize, oh, I don't need it now. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they can break apart that emotion of, oh my gosh, like back in 2008, my account went down with 35% Brett. And I said, I know it did. And that's why it's very important to make sure you have some now money that's going to give you a paycheck every month for the next five years without question, so that that money that did drop in value so significantly has the time to recover and grow back to where it was and beyond. Mm. And they were like, oh, so I really don't care. No, you really don't care what it is today. You need it to do what it does over time. You need the markets, and I don't like to be an economist. You need the markets to be efficient because efficient use of capital means that things will grow. Right. When we're healthy, 
we're growing. That's what our country has always done. That's why our country's economy up until recently was the largest economy in the world. And it takes a country that has four times more people than we do to have a larger economy than us. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Only one out there. And they have over a billion two, I think right now, and we're like 320 million and people here in our country. So just to put that into perspective, it takes four times more people to consume the same amount of stuff that we do here in the United States. So we still have it really good, but we have to think that way. We have to think about how do I grow? How do I continue to grow? Um, because I want to live a long time is if I'm healthy and I want to live a long time, then my money has to live with me. My money has to be healthy too. It does. And it can't be healthy if I have it all in one thing. One thing is bad, right? Right. I don't care how good you think that thing is. Conditions can change and make that good thing bad, right? Too much of a good thing can turn bad. And then the other part of it is that we just have to be realistic about um, how much risk we're willing to take, right? In the short term. And what I try to tell my clients is I want you to take as little risk as you have to, to get your check. And they look at me funny when I say that. And I said, that's my goal for you. doesn't mean that's your goal for you, right? Like I want to reduce the risks you take to make sure that your check is as consistent as possible. Now I'm going to turn this into a real conversation. So yesterday I actually had a very stressful event. I was trying to help one of my clients buy a house. Um, they have a good amount of money. They had plenty of money for the house. They had sold their house a couple of years ago. And so we were sitting on that money in various places, but they were getting a little nervous because it was a lot of money. Right. And what I had to tell them was they get a check every month. All right. And I'm just going to round the number up. It's not the actual uh, number. They get a check for $5,000 every month. Right. And they're like, well, and the value of the home. Once again, let's not, let's not go crazy with these numbers here, but let's just say they needed, uh, you know, $125,000 deposit for their home. And they're like, geez, if I take this money out and I buy this house, how do I keep getting my $5,000 a month? Mm-hmm. Mm, that was a real question. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, because it's from a different bucket. Right. Exactly. So when they sold that house, I put that 125,000, not in the $5,000 a month bucket, but in what I call like a special bucket over here, which is sometimes I label it emergencies, but most of the time I learn it, uh, I label it stuff. I know you're going to need the bonanza bucket. It's the, you <laughs> yeah, know, it's, I sold my house and have a bonanza. I, hold, I have some extra money. What do I do with a bucket? Right? right. Because right now we weren't sure when they were going to buy the house. Right. But so if they were sitting there worrying about buying that house and based on what the stock market value was on any given day, it's the day that they had to make the purchase for their house, that would have driven them crazy. Yeah. Nuts. And the problem was, I didn't know exactly when they were going to buy that house either. So I just had it kind of sitting there. Wasn't doing much, just doing a little bit of something because we didn't know when we were going to need it. So I try to tell people is that when we know the when of the money, then I can align the what I do with it. And so that's why this tool, this income conductor tool, does exactly what it says it does. It helps us conduct out over time the same way a good band leader would run their orchestra and conduct all the different instruments and play them at the right time at the right notes. We we lay this out over time. The same way that when I'm planning a trip now and I have a Tesla, I have to know where the charging stations are, right? 
Because I'm going to tell you, at like 11 o'clock at night, when you're driving on a road in the middle of New York and you don't know, and I'm not New York City, but New York State, there's a lot of nothing out there. Okay. And all of a sudden, I'm like, holy crap, I'm going to die. I'm going to get eaten by a bear because there's nothing out there. There's no charging stations, right? And so I think a lot of people, when they think about retirement, that's what they start visualizing, right? Is I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be all alone and no one's going to be able to protect me. And I'm not going to have what I need when I need it. And what Income Conductor allows us to do is to plan out when you need it. You can see it. We know when we need to stop at the charging stations. We know when we need to fill up the batteries and we have a great plan. And then when life's unexpected stuff comes up, we can adjust to it easily because we know where we're at. Like I said, I wasn't freaking out because I had planned for them to buy that house. Mm -hmm. I didn't know when, I didn't know where. And that changed three times during the course of three years because their family circumstances changed during that time. But that money was there for them when they needed it to do exactly what they needed to do. So that's why I encourage everyone, if you got to have an income conductor plan, right? You got to know when am I going to take this money out? Because then I can start actually making investments that make sense. Right? right. That have some kind of a, of a logical plan to them. And I'm not going crazy worrying about driving out in the middle of nowhere and running out of juice. Right. And having my battery die. I think maybe the biggest lesson that we've all learned today, Brett, is that, you know, don't get a car. You don't know how to drive when you need to rent one. <laughs> or make sure you have a co-pilot that understands how to run it. And my mm. wife was not an excellent co-pilot, but this very, very nice man that we met at the charging station yeah. would have been a great co-pilot because he knew how to work the car. And so I, I think for my clients, I'm the co-pilot, yes. right? They get to go drive their car, right? Then I know how to run it. I know how to maintain it. I know how to fuel it. I know everything about that car that you need to know about that car so that you can go out and just enjoy your road trip. Just do donuts. I did. I almost flipped it. <laughs> you know, I can tell I you, those things can wife. really, those things can I'm, really go fast. Wendy, let me I'm tell you. I'm surprised that your wife agreed to this. No, she was gripped under that door like no tomorrow uh, and smashing her little feet into the. I meant I, to I, just picking the Tesla. <laughs> she was not there when I picked it. She was oh, getting the bag. That makes complete sense. Okay. <laughs> when I pulled up and uh, when I pulled up at the baggage claim, that's our deal is because I go get the rental car. And she gets the bags. Okay. And then, uh, and then when I put them in the trunk, so that's how it goes. But, but, uh, I can tell you that I'll, I'll drive your retirement a lot more safely than I was driving <laughs> that Tesla. Uh, Good to hear. But, because, uh, that thing can really go, but I think that's a, a little bit of the challenge for some of our listeners as well. Right. Is that when you're, when you're new to something, when you don't really know how it works. Mm -hmm. Right. And I didn't, I'll be honest with you. I just knew that if I pushed that accelerator, man, it would whip your head back and you could go. And sometimes when we're thinking about investing and we're doing all these things, like we hear of our friends that are, they're driving that Tesla, man, they're going super fast, right? But we don't know the other things in their portfolio. And so we've got the wrong idea of how we need to build our portfolio because of what our friends were telling us, right? And so that's why I try to tell people is you really need someone to be that conductor for you that really knows how to operate the whole thing, right? That knows how to put all the pieces together. Because if you're doing it based on your own experience, You've never done this before. If you're doing this just on the experience of your friends, they may not have the same needs that you do. 
you really need a conductor that can really understand how to put the whole picture together, put the right time chunks together for you based on what's important to you of when you need your money. And then it's in the right places. And hopefully that's what our, our clients and our listeners today get out of this is that if we have a good plan, we have a good conductor, we know how we're putting our plan together, then we don't have to worry so much about the day to day because we, we really just have to look and say, are we on track? Did we stop and get the charge when we needed the charge? And we can keep track of it that way. And in fact, in this tool, we can actually take your entire portfolio, connect it, and I can get what I call red light, green light on how things are going. So you don't have to overthink every every single thing in your portfolio. You really can just look at the big picture and say, am I on track for what I said is important to me? And are things changing? Then we do that in our review process and we update the plan. But then we know exactly what's in there, why it's in there, and is it doing its job? And then once again, we're hitting the recharging stations when we need to, and we stay on track and we we have a great trip. So if anybody has questions about all of these scenarios that you've been throwing at us, how do they get in touch with you, Brett? Well, we love people to come to the website. There's great uh, information there at, at artisanwealthstrategies.com. And then on there, you can get a hold of my uh, calendar and you can actually book time with me directly through there. Um, uh, or just send us inquiry, an email through the, the website, and uh, we'll get back to you. Um, right now we're doing that. There's also some white papers out there about some of these topics that you can check out. And so we would love to have you come visit us on the website. And thank you for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to Handcrafting Your Retirement. Visit our website at www.artisanwealthstrategies.com or give us a call at 317-660-2855. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Artisan Wealth Strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC.